Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. We are so thrilled that you're joining us again. It's going to be another great episode. You have heard us share on here before that Lydia is a third grade teacher and I have a background in elementary education and currently work in youth ministry. We are both passionate about pouring into the next generation that is coming up behind us. We thought as everyone is preparing for going back to school, it'd be a good time to sit down with two teachers and hear a little bit about their story. Today, we have with us Kenzie Cooper and Tyler Hallstrom. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Yep, thanks for having me, yeah. younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> Older brother. I know, there's a couple of cool connections, I feel like, with you guys. So um, listeners, if you remember um, our Cultivate Worship episode, yep. Kenzie here is Trey's wife, and then Tyler, our other teacher friend here is Kayla's older brother. So yep. kind of cool the connections, of connections that we have today. So to start off, we just want to um, get to know a little bit about each of you. You know, we know that you are teachers, that you love Jesus, but just tell listeners a little bit more about who you are, what greater subject you teach, and why you became a teacher. Um, my name is Mackenzie Cooper, and I was raised on a farm, grew up in a small town, and like Lydia just said, I got married a few months ago. So I teach second grade, and I became a teacher because I've always loved kids, and I knew I wanted to work with kids. I didn't always know in what capacity, but mm-hmm. I love getting to just encourage and like be supportive for them because they don't all get that at home. So getting to love them in that way is one of my favorite things. Um, But getting to watch them learn and grow for nine months is just one of my greatest joys. I can agree. I love that part of teaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My name is Tyler Hallstrom. I just finished my fifth year of teaching uh, middle school and high school art. So uh, we cover, I think, all the different demographics between us here at the table pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got into teaching, uh, same kind of thing. Like I always knew that I wanted to help kids um, and I wasn't sure in what capacity. Um, originally, I thought I was going to be an English teacher, um, but I've always had a passion for artwork. Um, so this was a good way to kind of couple those things together, um, which really helps me a lot because if you're teaching things you don't like, I feel like that makes it about 50 times harder than it needs to be. So I'm glad I uh, made that switch at the time. Mm, I love that. Well, that's great, you guys. You know, we know right now that there's just such variation and unique circumstances in our school systems right now. Um, Some are starting virtual, some are doing a hybrid approach, um, and some are returning to the classroom fully. And I know each one of us kind of has different angles that we're coming at, different situations, um, depending on school districts. But I've noticed that there's just varying plans and a lot of conflicts have seemed to resulted and arisen um, once those plans were released. And even though we have some of these plans released, they could really so easily change. And I know that I have personally struggled with just the uncertainty of the school year and um, it's just quickly approaching us, but there's still just so much uncertainty. Yeah. I think just the other day, my coworker was like, oh yeah, and my son starts back next week. I was like, next week? Really? (laughs) Like that's 
very, very soon. And then I have other friends who are like, um, yeah, the end of September, like we'll start eventually. We're not sure yet. It's just so, so different right now. But like Lydia said, there are just a lot of questions, a lot of like, what's going to happen? What's it going to look like? I know um, at church, we felt that as, you know, some ministries have started back up, some haven't. How do we keep kids safe? But how is it still a great environment, you know, to learn and to grow and all of those different things, lots of decisions to make. What would you guys say is one word to describe how you've been feeling as the summer has gone on and all of these changes and plans and everything has come about? Well, um, the word that I chose was foundational. Um, Mm. And I think that that's interesting for the school environment because um, that's what you're teaching the kids. You know, you're building foundations and you're building on foundations. And in times of uncertainty or crisis, everybody kind of retreats back to their foundations. Mm. And so I think that this time is really telling in that capacity. Mm. And it's important... Um, as teachers to set a good example for students in all those different ways in terms of um, still being engaged in learning but still being safe as well. Um, and, and I think, I know that I take that um, like leadership role, role model, example part of teaching mm-hmm. um, just as seriously as, you know, content related things almost more so because, you know, when the world changes and stops on a dime, that's the kind of stuff you have to be prepared for. Mm, yeah, that's good. I chose challenging. It um, There's just a lot of learning to be done on our part, on the kids' part, and it's it's challenging for them. It's challenging to know that they're at home, you know, and is someone there to help them? Are they really getting the concepts we're trying to teach? And I, I have a lot of training to continue to do. So, and like we said, it can change at any moment. I don't know that there is a right answer, whether you're doing remote or in person. Right. So it is just challenging for everyone. And I'm thankful I don't have those tough decisions to make. Right. I know lately I've just been thinking about the administrators so much and praying for them mm-hmm. because us teachers, we feel so much, but they feel it in such a different mm-hmm. way because they directly are really the ones with those tough decisions and and no, you know, educators have ever faced anything quite like this before. Yeah. So I feel like it's hard for them because they probably don't have a lot of people to look to in these situations as well. But definitely a challenging year. But I love, Tyler, what you said too yeah. about going back to the foundation and, and the leadership role in it too. I mm-hmm. think that that's yeah. really important. Yeah, I think that's true in any situation mm-hmm. or challenge or struggle or hard time. Like, when things get shaken, all that's left is the foundation and you find out what really is there at the bottom and what people really care about, what they're building on, what can you live without and what do you need no matter what. I feel like that's that's a great word to sum up what's mm-hmm. been going on. Yeah. And one thing I've been thinking about too is, you know, the challenging things, none of this was surprising to God. And I've just been kind of thinking about that for a while. And just the fact that we can rest in the truth that God uses times of pain, times of disappointment, even of how the school year is going to look to refine us and grow us as believers. And I just wanted to share really quickly, kind of moving us into this next question. Um, I've been a part of a um, book study this summer about um, a book by Jenny Allen called Get Out of Your Head. And it's just an incredible book. And if you haven't read it yet, it's an awesome read. It just came out in um, January and is just so timely for the season that we're in right now. And Jenny in the book, she paints this illustration where um, she 
um, made this piece of pottery art and she put it in the kiln, which you probably know about Very this, Tyler. You love ceramics, don't you? I do. And <laughs> she placed it in a kiln to complete. But when pottery goes into the fire, into the kiln, you don't always now know how it's going to turn out or what the outcome's going to be. But when it comes out, there's kind of two options. It's either going to be fortified in something beautiful or it's going to come out broken and falling apart. <laughs> and it kind of made me think about how we have the same two choices in this season when we walk through something difficult or something unknown. We can either emerge from the difficult season or the fire, as she puts it in that illustration, fortified or falling apart. And I know that I want to emerge from this season fortified and with a stronger faith than before and just a deeper understanding of the character of God. And I know that that's really all of our desires right now is to choose to believe that God's using this for the purpose of refining us. So with that in mind, what has God been teaching you during this season? How has God been refining you during this season? Well, um, I, I would say that it's definitely, I, I think I'm pretty reflective to start with, but I think that this has really been a time to really go back and examine um, everything from, you know, individual assignments to just like overall bigger questions and practices and why are we doing this stuff? And it's, it, you know, kids, a lot of times we get into situations and they almost always expect us to have the answer, whether that's in the typical school crisis of a fire drill, even though I've, you know, you say 10,000 times <laughs> where to go, there's still somebody who doesn't know where to go. Right. And you're answering that and you have to know those answers, but pretty much across the board, all the way up the chain of command, nobody had the answers. It was, don't worry about it. Like we're not closing. It's not going to be like that. It's new and challenging, but it's not going to turn into something where schools are closed. And then by the end of the week, they were like, Hey, I hope you didn't leave any of your stuff that you, you know, needed. That's how um, fast some of this stuff changed. So I, I, I'd like to think that hopefully it put myself, you know, and, and the other teachers as well in a position where it's a little humbling if you get used to having all the answers um, when you find a situation where you don't, um, that can that, that can be a good opportunity of either the, like the fortified or the falling apart. Um, and it kind of put us all on a level playing field, so to speak. Mm, yeah. God has been teaching me the importance of walking with him every step of the way through all of this, um, whether that's fear and setbacks or new pieces of information released. I have just had to learn to walk through him or with him through it all. I had the chance last week to spend two hours in the car by myself, and that hasn't <laughs> happened in a while. I haven't gone too many places. But I turned on some worship music and just prayed for God to speak to me as I was driving. Of course, I ended up thinking about school because at that time I didn't know what our plan was. Mm. So it's a big, you yeah. know, concern. And there was lots to think about. I started to realize that as I was holding on to fear of the uncertainty and fear of whether or not I'm equipped to teach remote and just worrying about the kids, I realized that by holding on to all the fear and anxiety and kind of suppressing that, I had like put up a wall and I wasn't mm -hmm. letting God like speak truth into any of those fears or giving them to him. So I've just realized like as I'm processing through it, I need to be processing through it with the Lord. Like the person who knows what's right. going on, he can speak truth into it. Just take that fear and, you know, get make me free from all of that and just bring me peace. So 
that's been something like really important just recently, even reminding myself, hey, let's go to the one person, you know, God who has all of this in his hand. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's similar for both of your guys' answers of, you know, you feeling like you don't know the answers and kids coming to you of like, hey, what's the answer of like, you know what, let's take a step back and remember, like someone does know the answer. It's not us. We we don't get to know all the answers, but there is someone who does and we have a relationship with him and, and he will give us what we need for today and he will help us walk through one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can relate to that building up a wall mm-hmm. kind of of like, oh, I got this or kind of... Um, you know, I'm going to figure it out and do my best. Yes. And I feel like as teachers, we just kind of like push through sometimes, but it's like, why would we not invite the God who's in control of it all, the sovereign God mm-hmm. into that? Cause yeah. he wants to be a part of that. He wants to listen to our hearts and encourage us with, with the truth that we need. We don't so. have to do it alone. Right. No. Thank goodness. So good. Yeah. Can't imagine trying to do it alone. It just, I mean, I think that's, in those small moments where we get, you know, filled with fear or anxiety or worry, those are the moments where we're trying to do it by ourselves. Because yeah. when we're walking with him, those things tend to fall away. Uh, I know, I'm well, I have a small amount of experience in the classroom. <laughs> made it all the way through college, you know. But So my example is from student teaching. But I know when I was student teaching, um, I felt, you know, and during college years as I was, training to be a teacher. Um, and I'm sure for you guys, it's magnified that there's so much more you want to teach than what is written in the curriculum. And like, there are lots of days where maybe even the curriculum is not the most important thing. That's like, there's just so much more about life that you want to pour into your students. Um, and it just goes far beyond the standard or what's being tested or, you know, any of that. So for you guys, what's something, cause you guys have both been teachers for a few years now, what's something you guys have tried to over the last couple of years incorporate into uh, teaching your students that wasn't curriculum based? I always start the school year with the book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? I love that book. It is. Yes. <laughs> so precious. Maybe not Can like you give us a little summary? <laughs> I'll say, yeah. I've never heard of it. So can just you give us a little, little like... So it talks about having, how we all carry this invisible bucket. Mm-hmm. And when we are kind to someone, you could hold the door, you could give a compliment, um, you could smile, and it fills their bucket. Mm. By filling someone's bucket, it makes you feel good about yourself and it makes them feel good about themselves. But you can also be a bucket dipper. And so if you, you know, say something that's not super kind or you, you know, are not being, you know, holding a door, you know, you slam (laughs) it, you hit someone, whatever, you're pulling out of their bucket. Mm. So being a bucket filler is really teaching to be kind. Yeah. And that is a lesson that I try to keep going, you know, the momentum going and teach all year. And it's, yeah, so much bigger than just filling a bucket. But I think at that second grade level, they they love that. Like we pretend we're carrying buckets around and I have little cards with the buckets on them. So I'll get past them out and say, okay, fill someone's bucket today. Yeah. And it might be the lunch lady that gets a bucket filler and she's very confused by it. But <laughs> like at least they think yeah. they filled someone's bucket. Yeah. So I try to encourage them every day to you know, what can you do today to be kind? Can you compliment someone? Can you go home and tell your mom how much you love her? Just 
Yeah. Things like that. That's really good. I love that you shared that. I actually had written down that that was one of the things that I felt pulled when I was in the classroom as well, because, you know, being in a public school, you can't be outright with your faith in all the ways that you probably want to. And, you know, there's some restrictions. And I know in my own life, I'm reminded how far kindness goes. Like it seems so simple and just like, I kind of forget about it, but it goes (laughs) so far. And, um, you know, the Bible even says that like God's kindness turns us to repentance, which is huge. It turns us to walk away from the things that aren't honoring him and turn back towards him. And so if him showing us kindness has that kind of effect in our life, you know, Mm -hmm. that's how kindness works. And so it can go a long way when we are kind. And so I think that's a great, a great thing that is easy for everyone, you know, as a teacher to be um, giving to their students and showing their students and teaching their students how to be a part of. And we can only imagine what the impact is Mm -hmm. gonna be of doing all that. Yeah. Yeah, all of those character trait lessons are so important. And I feel like so often we try to go right into like, okay, we have this amount, you Mm -hmm. know, to teach in this quarter or whatever, but that just lays a foundation for that classroom community. I think that's huge. Yeah, we we did something similar. So I student taught in sixth grade and we read a book. Have either of you done the energy bus? That is oh, kind I've of similar of it, to the, it sounds the similar to, because there's a high school okay. version too, and yeah. like a okay. teacher administrator version, but there yeah. was a picture book. And that was something my, my English teacher that I was working with did on the first day of school. And it was a similar thing of like, we get to, de- and it was more of like, we get to decide who's on our bus and like what we're going to allow affect mm-hmm. us and who's yeah. going to ride with us. And similar thing of like, we have control over what we do and what we allow. And so teaching them that on the very first day mm-hmm. of school. Yeah. What do you think, Tyler? What's something you try to instill in your students? Well, with uh, teaching middle school and high school art across all those grade levels and different- Being the what- honorary counselor. I don't know about that. um, There's a lot of, uh, there's a wide range of uh, outcomes that that could be taken in. And um, one of the things that I really wanted to, a stigma that I wanted to to break when I started teaching was, um, I don't know what's going on in the art room, but they're probably painting something. Like I didn't like that idea that it was like something to do during school, not a part of school. Like just like arts and crafts and like a yes. hobby. And not that there's anything wrong with arts and crafts. Love I took them. crafts class in high school. Yep, love them. <laughs> you know? But I wanted to really be a part of the larger school organism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on my room uh, in various sizes as it does become covered in paint, uh, and needs to be replaced. Um, the, the, kind of the goal in my classroom that I tell everybody um, is learning how to learn. And that has nothing to do with skill or ability or really even interest in art. Um, I teach at a smaller school and sometimes um, kids who just need elective credits will end up in my room and it is definitely not art related. Um And so that's why I kind of like having that higher goal of you need to learn how to learn and maybe you need to learn how to try something you don't like and it can be just that simple or try something you're not good at. Um, But even more than that, I think it's learning about how to be in a community, how to interact with each other. Um, So I took kind of what I wanted um, my department of one uh, (laughs) to be 
in the community as a whole and brought that into the classroom so that we're all kind of working towards the same thing, that I didn't want it to be such an isolating experience. I think that's really big of, I feel like a lot of people have that, the stereotype of the art and a lot of electives, you know, that just, just like it, that is that, that it's an elective. It's not, you know, somehow it's less than of, you know, what, else is going on yeah the core classes but there's so many lessons that can be learned from that and you know there's so many things that are of value that come from that so that's awesome and it can be such an outlet for kids who don't enjoy reading and writing yeah you know like that's how some of them express themselves so yeah yeah and i and i've you know been fortunate to have the opportunity to work with you know, so many kids that have such a varied interest that, you know, I, contrary to their opinion, I do not know everything <laughs> and I'm totally willing to like, you know, I want to take this in this direction and okay, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, we're going to have to learn that together. Like you're going to have yeah. to prove to me that that's what you want to do. Um, and just seeing kids take and run with that has been, you know, such a blessing. And some of that's turned into, you know, they make their own clothes, like, I don't know how to do that, but we can, we all have the same internet. So let's, let's get on it and see, see what we got here. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think things like that have been, I mean, that's why, you know, I keep teaching. Yeah. Art is fun, but seeing somebody learn how to learn is is Mm -hmm. really what it's all about for me. Yeah. Powerful. Love that. Well, no matter what field you're in, there's uncertainties at this time, but with Christ, we know that there's a greater purpose. And like we were talking about, a greater work to be done that goes beyond just the day-to-day tasks of our careers. You know, it's really to love God, to love others, to serve with humility and honor God um, in everything that we do. And the purpose doesn't change regardless of the setting that we're in, whether it's virtual, whether it's in the classroom, um, we're still carrying out that same purpose. So do you guys have any stories or examples from your role as educators where you sensed God using you for that greater purpose? I can already tell that you probably have some from just you guys sharing your hearts already, but. Yeah, this this one's a, a little tough though. Um, cause you don't want to break any, you know, confidentiality or anonymity. Um, but suffice it to say that, uh, those opportunities are definitely there and it's not just, you know, I showed a kid how to crosshatch with 2B pencil lead today. Um, I didn't realize, you know, when I was in school and even in student teaching, like how big a part the teacher to parent interaction is and the teachers to other teachers interactions are, um, there's infinitely more to the job than just, you know, being able to take an idea and teach that to kids. So I know for me, I've had, um, a lot of opportunities where like we're all still learning and you do have an opportunity to impact more than just kids through being a teacher. Um, And I guess I always kind of thought that might be how it is, but it was different to actually experience it. Um, In terms of a specific example. No, I think I, I think I can share this one's, this one's broad enough and it's mostly to do with me. Like I did just about everything in high school. um, Other 
than drama. Um, yes. I, also, yes. Soccer. Yeah, that's accurate. Fact check. Checks soccer, out. basketball, baseball, baseball. Wow. debate, science oh, team yeah. accidentally. Um, you were on the science team? Yeah, they needed somebody to go. Um, <laughs> I don't remember I went that. And took the test. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff, but I'd never really been in drama. And the art teacher that was there before me um, did the musicals and plays all by himself um, and that was a little bit, not a hundred percent expectation, but that I would take like, that hey, over. Like, hey, you're going to help us out, out, right? <laughs> at least try it out. So um, thankfully, another teacher who knew way more about it than I did was willing to help. So we kind of split responsibilities in that regard. Um, and I have had such a rewarding experience with such great kids um, as I've worked on those plays. And it was definitely out of my comfort zone, something mm. I knew nothing about. And it's like, manage this budget, go buy the supplies and build the set. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, uh, I guess you're like, you know how to paint. That's the same thing. Right. And I'm like, it's not. But okay. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I think, um, I know that I am, um, really proud of what the kids have done in mm -hmm. terms of really stepping up to the plate because there are things that I can do to help. Like I'll go up on the high ladder so they don't have to. Um, but, it, it really is a group effort. And I feel like even though I'm the quote unquote director in those roles, um, I do like the community and teamwork that that has shown me in those areas. So I love how everything you were saying was all about how you could be a servant to those kids. And that's really what it's about. You know, it's like, you weren't sure if it was something, you know, you're like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't have a lot of experience with this. But really as a teacher, I found, and you guys have probably found too, that the times that we grow the most are the times when it is something new, something uncomfortable, maybe a new strategy in the classroom. Or, you know, I remember my first year of teaching, just learning so much and being sometimes thrown into things that you don't always know a lot about, but just having that mindset of like, we're here to serve and to love. And really at the end of the day, that's what we get the most fulfillment of is just being a part of God's work in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes the, the idea is that, you know, you are an individual teacher, but you're always supposed to be at super enthusiastic, ready to do everything yeah. at a thousand percent. And while there's definitely a time and place for that, um, even more than your enthusiasm, I feel like uh, students deserve your honesty mm -hmm. and that is much more natural. And I think you can find um, your lane with quicker and with more success if that's your priority rather than just like knocking it out of the park with the world's best, you know, demonstration of Cross-hatching with a 2B pencil. Cross-hatching with a 2B pencil. <laughs> Did I get that right? Uh, right enough. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> so like Tyler's saying, I think like relationships are, sounds like what brought us all into teaching. You know, like we love the kids. We want what's best for them. And you have just through the examples you've shared, I can tell that you just really love your kids and you want to do what you can for them. And I think we don't always get to see the impact of what we're doing. Right. It might take years. You know, I have 
teachers I've worked alongside that are like, oh my gosh, my students are graduating, you know, they're seniors and they're sending me this in the mail and just telling me how I've inspired them to become a teacher. And as I've only completed three years, you know, you don't, I don't see that yet. Yeah. Um, God has been really kind to me and showing me some of the small ways, but I, like you're saying, I think being honest and being just showing them that we're human, whether, you know, you make a mistake and you need to apologize to these 27-year-olds or what that is, just living life with them and not being teacher and students brings a lot of um, just transparency and teaches those life lessons outside of curriculum. So something I want to share, you had mentioned also, Tyler, that the relationships with parents are so important. Mm -hmm. And I've got to see some parents really struggle and, Um, you know, make some tough calls in those situations. But nine months later, I got to also watch a mother and her daughter get baptized. And so just Mm. being, you know, I can't directly like share my faith where I'm at, but just getting to live life and have relationship. um, God has just been so kind to let me love people and be there in tough times for them and see the fruit of that. And another example I wanted to share was just, I have gone on mission trips in Africa and South America, and I have done that in the summer. So when I'm coming back to school, I'm on, you know, my high from those. So I get to share with the kids. And like I said, I just, I like to share what's really going on. So I, I share as much as I can with them about those trips. And I was doing physical therapy this summer, actually. And one of my students from my first year, his dad worked in that office. And he was telling me, like, he still wants to go to Africa and help kids like you did. Like, and so I think God has been really kind in showing me that I am making a difference. And just by letting them really see what goes on in my life, that makes it, you know, it's more than, oh, he remembers learning to read with you. You know, it's so much more than that. So I know that we'll continue to see the impact years later. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Way down the road. Student teaching 18 and 19 year olds when you're 21 is- Yeah, that's an experience. It's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that they don't want to listen to you, but it's also like- It's not like know. they do want to listen to you. <laughs> like, we have, you know, I have brothers and sisters that are older than you. Yes. Like, you're not the boss of me. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's there, there's part of that. Um, but Kenzie, I really like what you were saying. And I think that the understated advantage of teaching in a public school is that truth is universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all trying to excavate more of that. And there is a need for that regardless of- school size, grade level, you know, discipline, that kind of thing. And the quickest way to get into that together is to build relationships. Yeah. I feel like I've been in ministry just long enough to start to see this. Actually, just the other day, Kenzie was there. I was at the high school graduation party of a student who was in fifth or sixth grade when I was 19 doing my very first role in youth ministry. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, it's turned into like, she's one of the students that stayed in my life. And you know, now she's becoming an adult and we're actually friends like to see that come full circle or just the other day at lunch, I was talking with a girl who's interning with our church and I was putting together what grade she was in as she was growing up at Northwoods. And she was saying, you know, I was this, this, and I was like, 
I was probably your leader. Like that was 10 years ago. Like that was when I was still in high school and just volunteering in youth ministry. And she was like, yeah, no, I was in the same class as so-and-so and so-and-so. And I usually came to this service. And I was like, yeah, no, I was probably your leader. You're like, we don't remember it. And now she's like working with our staff. And it's just crazy to see those small moments. The, like the longer you do it, the more, you know, things take time. And so the longer you do it, the more you see those stories start to happen. And those have just been in the last couple of weeks for me. Like those are both very recent, even mm-hmm. though I've been serving in youth ministry since I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because And Kenzie, you talked about this a little bit too, and it kind of brought to light like the difference between, you know, the like big, huge, like life change things that we Mm -hmm. see in students and families' lives. And you even mentioned that sometimes it is these big life changing things where we're like, whoa, like God's totally using, you know, my servanthood as a teacher. And this is awesome. But one thing too, that I just wanted to touch on is like those small everyday things. Mm -hmm. I know that in times when I felt so discouraged, God has just been so faithful to give me those little nudges to remind me of my purpose. I just will never forget my first year. And I'm sure we all have first year God stories (laughs) of him needing to (laughs) encourage us. But I just will never forget when I felt so anxious, so defeated on some of those days. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, is this doing anything? And, and I wasn't seeing any of those like big, you know, moments yet that we go into teaching. I feel like excited for, and I just remember asking the Lord one day, like, God, I just feel really weary right now. Would you just like remind me in a small way that you see me, that you hear me, that you care? Mm -hmm. And a student came in after PE and he just puts his head on my shoulder and gives me a hug and says, Mrs. Bridgman, you're the best teacher ever. (laughs) And I immediately knew it was like the tiniest (laughs) Mm -hmm. little thing. And I know kids say that all the time, but in that moment I was like, whoa, like God, I needed to hear that. Like I just needed that affirmation. I knew it was from him because I Mm -hmm. had just asked him. Yeah. And so it's the big things, it's the little things, but it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, both both the big things and the little things we can praise him for. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And right now, especially like I think as soon as I think it was March seventeenth, was that our Shutdown date? Oh, so, yeah. Something yeah, like that. Some, 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 what something day did like you that. get married? <laughs> yeah, the oh, day before the, the stay the day over. Planned to get married or the day the, we actually, yeah, actually got, got married. married. Yeah. The 20th. Yeah, 20th was the last day. So around there, it was like, okay, the way that I used to interact and encourage students in small ways, immediately different. Mm. And, you know, in the limited amount that we would go out, um, you know, get groceries, get, you know, whatever. And people are just, you know, like so excited to see another person (laughs) and talk to them about anything. It's like, what do you do? I'm a teacher. Oh man, how's that going? My kids are at home and it's crazy. It's (laughs) like, you you, you did, I did kind of have to adjust and I, you know, my token line can kind of ended up being, I became a full-time emailer, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like (laughs) basically emailing kids back and Mm -hmm. forth at all hours of the day. Cause you know, we had, you know, Kenzie, you mentioned like certain hours where it's like, you know, I got to be checked in at this time and answer yeah. questions at this time. Like when we sent the high school kids at home, you know, if they were checked in by noon, like great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If they we'll, checked we'll, in at all during the day, also great. great. <laughs> like we'll go noon to six, we'll do what we got to do to make it work. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, too late for me and I got to get back to those. But I was thankful that the school had a system in place where like, 
we weren't sure what was going to happen, but we made sure every kid got a Chromebook. Um, the high school kids, we made sure every family in the district, if they didn't have internet, that they were getting like those air cards. Oh, yes. Um, I think we so, had something like that. Yeah, too. we had somebody who uh, donated to kind of bridge that that gap for, for families that didn't have that already set up at home. And that, you, you know, that, that really changed the game for us. And even though that we're a smaller school district, even that infrastructure in place made a huge, huge difference. Yeah. That's funny. I don't think I've heard you say the line of you became a full-time emailer because I also had that. Because we weren't seeing each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. We weren't. We were in different houses following the rules. Um, my coworker and I joked that we became YouTubers because we like had oh. to move all these kids' <laughs> oh, there you go. fun video lesson things yeah. to yeah. online. Yeah. And like all we were doing was making videos. Like that was that was all I was doing. And I was like, I feel like a YouTuber now. <laughs> like forget whatever title I had before. I am now a YouTuber. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. I have a YouTube channel still actually with read alouds. So there if you go. Bored. Oh, I love it. <laughs> How many are Rocco in? Um, you know, I'm sure a couple. <laughs> I just remember my husband, Jimmy and I we were both in our office and I'd be like, okay, time for you to be quiet now so I can record this video at my desk. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just such a different life. I had to retake several because Trey's singing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy will be listening to something. I'm like, oh, it's a little too late. Yeah. Uh, it. But yeah. really, you know, do everything in love. Yeah. You know, it talks about in First Corinthians. Even make YouTube videos. <laughs> yes, make, make YouTube videos in love. Make, you know, yeah. make send videos. Emails send emails in love. emails. Yeah. Whatever yeah. we're doing, if we are doing it with an understanding of the way that Jesus loves, he can work through it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, we focused a lot about classroom and education and students and all that. But I think no matter what field we find ourselves in, you know, no matter even what season of a life we find ourselves in, it's just hard to fight the feeling of wanting to know what is going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like just wanting to know, at least for me, how is this going to play out? What is the end? Give me black and white, line in the sand, just what is going to happen? So how have you guys fought against that? Because we don't know. The truth is we don't know how this is going to play out. Truth how, is nobody does. Nobody <laughs> does, except Jesus. So how have you guys come against that and fought that fear of the unknown over the last several months? Well, upon receiving uh, said document, this was my favorite question because I- Way to go, Lydia. Yes, way to go, Lydia. I (laughs) have spent a lot of time thinking about this in general. And I think, you know, it was kind of, you you know, the nightmare scenario everybody says isn't going to happen. And it's like, and here we are. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that there are a lot of people, and I know a lot of my students and myself included, I'm not exempt from that, um, that struggle with anxiety. And these last six, six months have been a unwelcomed, not very friendly crash course version of pointing that out to them. Mm, yeah. But I really, really think that people who experience anxiety um, have the power to transform that into awareness. And those mm. people are so in tune with understanding needs mm. and understanding, it, doesn't even have, it can be wants as well, um, understanding the questions that people want answer to um, so much so that they don't even realize that sometimes that's the information decision makers are looking for. And if you can find a way, you know, big or small to 
uh, channel your anxiety into more awareness of what's going on around you, the better equipped you are to um, help move forward. That's good. Yeah, that's a really beautiful way, I feel like, to look at it, you know, because it's like those who struggle with anxiety, which I think all of us have struggled have with that. Some, during yes, the time. Some, I mean, sure. I think that's yes. just part, part of, of living in the world that we're living in yeah. um, before Christ returns, you know. And I just think that's a great way to look at it, that they can contribute to the conversation from a really good view of awareness and just understanding what is going on. And so that's a really unique, interesting way to look at it. But I like that. Um, I think moving forward, since obviously, again, we will start the school year one way and probably not stay <laughs> like that very long. Yeah. Um, I have to be intentional about like spending time with the Lord and journaling, um, spending time in the word. Otherwise I am just a bundle of, anxiety and a mess, but also just talking to someone that will speak truth into the situation and just say, no, like, you know, that's not true of God. Like this, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. And just having that community has been important. So I know even our small group, the girls all downloaded Marco Polo. <laughs> yes. When we, <laughs> the best. when we got stuck at home and couldn't see each other, and just that group, I mean, we could go on our hard days and just share where we're yeah. at. And we, you know, we might say, yeah, like I understand where you're, where you're coming from, but here's the truth about it. You yeah. know, we're going to be fine. This day's hard, but tomorrow won't be, you know, yeah. you'll make it. So I think just surrounding yourself with the people who are going to speak truth into the situation and not just say, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to be okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. you don't need that in your life because- it is just a crazy time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about community. I feel like I can so often, you know, get together with my teacher friends or with other people and just like want to like talk about, oh, this is going to change. Like this is going to be different. How are we going to do this? But I think it's important to keep each other accountable mm -hmm. for yeah. those things because if we're just all a, you know, group of anxious teachers, mm -hmm. how are we going to be able to strengthen and encourage each other during this time? Yeah. So yeah. love that you said that. Yeah. And, and I know that, yeah, you definitely, <laughs> I'm just picturing the worst, the, the opposite of that just being the absolute worst. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I think one thing that I also learned during this time is that, um, not that I didn't know it before, but there is absolutely no reason not to include everyone in the community like mm. this has yeah. affected people in such a dramatic way that i i don't i don't know that i'll even hear all the stories um about the way that it's affected my students and mm -hmm. you know our staff and stuff like that but it was interesting switching to online and you know a lot of answers are getting written um how some kids who would never talk you know they were on there emailing me all day and I know for me, like, that's something that I want to keep open even if the world opens back up to quote-unquote normal. Like, having more outlets to make the community as inclusive as possible, um, I think gives us the best chance for success. And student-wise, I think that leads to better learning. Staff-wise, I think it leads to hopefully a more unified approach when it comes to the teaching. Yeah, I feel like throughout 
both of your answers and just what we've been talking about, just the importance of transparency, of honesty, of like we're all in this together, that that has been one of the big things. And I was thinking about that too of like, not only do we need to do that with each other to fight against anxiety, we need other people. We need to be open and honest. We need to say, today is hard for me and have somebody come alongside us for that, but also remain open and honest with the Lord of like, this is how this feels today because yeah. he can handle it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just reading a little bit today and there's a verse that, you know, some of you may have heard before that says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears, but a different version says, God met me more than halfway. Like mm-hmm. he goes above and beyond mm-hmm. and he freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him and give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. And just a reminder of like, yeah, and the fear and the anxiousness that we can just be open and honest with him. And that is going to change our perspective in ways and help us work through all of those things. And we don't know until we do it. And we just have mm-hmm. to, you know, by faith, be open and honest because he can handle it. Like, like it said, it he'll meet us more than halfway in those situations. And that sounds like a good podcast part two, because the idea that, you know, keeping your feelings in isolation is almost Mm -hmm. the guaranteed surefire way that they will become corrupted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that there is a little bit of, in just the rigidity of the public school system that, teaches a little bit of repression and I think that breaking down those walls is going to be instrumental as you know we move forward and just like everything else school what school is is going to be taken down to the foundation yeah well guys it was just such a blessing to hear your hearts to hear about how you're feeling lately I feel like everything that you guys said was just so encouraging to teachers who are listening, but also encouraging for just anyone who's dealing with unknown in this season, because it's not just teachers. It's a lot of, you know, Tyler, you said families, the kids, everyone really is dealing with it um, at this time, but there's just so much unknown, but I believe that God's going to use it to shape us as educators and really just to continue to bring us back to that place of remembering our two purpose as teachers to love and encourage the next generation. And if we're preparing our hearts to love in the way that Jesus loved and remaining tethered to him, abiding in him, like you said, Kenzie, in this season, then we're gonna persevere and we're gonna emerge fortified. We're gonna emerge better than before. And so I just felt led to just take a minute to pray for both of you guys as you enter into this school year and just to pray as well for parents, for students, for administrators as we approach this next year because even Tyler, you mentioned it. It's something that's been on my heart too is just the disunity that all Mm. the decisions have caused, that anxiety has caused, you know, all these things that the enemy's trying to do with disunity, anxiety, fear, worry, all of that, we know it's not from God. And we know that God wants to unify us with parents and students and administrators in this next year. So I just want to pray over that, pray over you guys. And you guys are just awesome. Thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom and talents. So um, Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, that you, um, through you, we can do everything in love. I pray, Lord, that we would just go into this next school year. Educators everywhere would keep that at the forefront of their minds, that you, God, are love, that your son gave us the perfect example of how to love and how to be a servant for your kingdom. 
God, I just pray that we would remember that you are the ultimate teacher, that we need you, that we can't do it without you guiding us, without you, Lord, humbling us, helping us to be real with our kids. I just pray, God, for every single person that's involved um, in the decisions that are gonna be made, um, the administrators, the parents, the students. God, just unify us. Just heal any disunity that is going on right now in schools. Just pray, God, that your peace would flood every single classroom, whether that is at home virtually, whether that is in the classroom. I just pray, Lord, that your peace and your um, love would just flood every single home, would flood every single classroom. God, we know that you are on the move. Um, Even if we don't see it yet, even if we don't know how you're gonna work it together for your good, But Lord, we are believing today that you are. And so I thank you, God, for Kenzie, for um, Tyler. I just thank you, Lord, for their hearts. I just pray that you bless them in this next school year. Um, Continue to keep our eyes fixed on you, fixed on who you are. And then everything else is just gonna spill out of that, Lord. Help us to trust you and to um, just abide in you in a deeper way than ever before. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 All right, listeners. Well, I hope that today's episode encouraged you um, wherever you are, if you are a teacher or if you are um, just someone dealing with all of these things in the unknown. I just pray that this episode encouraged you today. Um, Also, we just wanna encourage you, reach out to a teacher in your life that you know um, and just let them know that you're praying for them. Let them know that you're thinking about them as they go into this next school year. So thank you for listening. 